All right, everybody, today I'm going to talk about asset allocation. Very simple. I want to go over all the different things about it. I'm actually going to look up some different portfolios using Google Images with you guys, so this will be fun. While I'm pulling up all that shit, let's cue the intro, baby. Coming to you live, but how fast is he coming? It's a little bit disturbing how much this man comes. His name, in the corner, we have Michael Garza. He's the financial boy wonder, and he's ready to teach you everything you need to know. And he's coming to you live, and he's coming out the gates right now. Can you handle it? Are you ready for it? Boys and girls, ladies and gents, it's time for Michael Garza. He's ready for you. Get that, get that jizz ready. Get that jizz ready. You already teach you finance, baby. All right, so remember, you got to show your tits. Oh, wait, this is the wrong show. Hold on, my bad. <laughs> this is not my Chatterbait account. Um, no, so the whole the whole goal behind a lot of these shows is, worst off, I like educating people. I decided to get back on the Facebook again for the first time in ages. Um, this is fun, though. I enjoy doing this show. Obviously, um, I always look a fucking mess when I do the show. I look unprofessional. I'm the I'm the king. I'm the most professional unprofessional of all time. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it makes sense. It does if you think about it. But anyway, so the whole goal is to talk about asset allocation day. So what I really want to get to the crux of, when I really want to get to the creme de la creme of asset allocation what is it what does it mean why do i do that why do why would you allocate assets all right so and i want to let you know how you can do it too so allocation of assets is super super simple you're trying to get as get exposure to as many assets and have as many assets gathered as you possibly can right in as many different markets as you can. So you want to diversify not only across one market. So like, let's say I wanted to diversify across the stock market, right? On one hand, I have the stock market right here in my hand. Boom. Again, S&P 500 index fund. I can get an entire index fund that exposes me to the entirety of the U.S. stock market, which would be like 4,000 companies. It's called the VTI. So the VTI will expose you to like 4,000 different ones. Uh, the VOO, which is a Vanguard... Um, S&P 500 index fund that exposes you to the 500 best companies. I prefer the S&P 500 index funds, but everybody's different. If they want to be exposed to the whole stock market, that might not be a bad idea either. Okay. And then, so that would be diversification across one market. Now, what if you wanted to allocate assets across other markets besides just the stock market? What if you want to be involved in the bond market? Why do you do that? You can be involved in the bond market, by the way, without ever stepping foot outside your brokerage account, essentially, by getting another index fund that exposes you to the total bond market. Now, this would technically, I believe, be the total U.S. bond market. So you still want to get exposure to the international bond market, right? So you want to you want bonds all over the fucking place. You want to call yourself James Bond at this point. Um so that's the goal, man. You want to be exposed to bonds everywhere. You want to be exposed to stocks everywhere. The whole purpose of this is to weatherproof your portfolio. This, it actually, it's funny because this actually protects you during most crashes. In fact, if not all. Now, it's not foolproof. Just to let you know, there may be, there could be an entire year where you have a loss that ends up being a 2%, 1%, maybe 3% loss. There are different portfolio structures, though, when it comes to asset allocation. Just as a heads up, I prefer index funds. It's the easiest way to do it, and it's the simplest and the most effective. You don't have to fork out a shit ton of money in you. That's where you can start building 
you could start pouring money in over time. That's why it's so cool. So, um, and you don't have to time the market either. You'll still get gains over time. And honestly, this is the best retirement strategy you could ever come up with. Because over the long term, you are honestly protecting yourself a lot. You're really keeping yourself protected in all markets now is this is this all weatherproof i believe so i sincerely believe it's all weatherproof um and i'll tell you why um my favorite one i like to use if you guys want to know the truth is ray dalio's this is one i like to use personally on um i've been starting to use public so i've been starting to use it more in public i have a different strategy though that i use most of the time and look i don't follow all these investment portfolio rules to the letter but this data does show if you look at the data i don't have all the data available but the ray dalio's all weatherproof portfolio is probably my favorite i'll have to show you guys that on the google images but if you really want to to really keep yourself protected under different economic times, you can. Um, you just have to be smart about it. Now, let's uh, actually, you know what? Hold on. Um, I was going to show you guys my screen. Let me do Ray Dalio asset. Uh, oh, I've done this before, but I want to show you guys the all weatherproof portfolio along with other forms of asset allocation. This is just my favorite, and I want to show you guys why. And I won't spend too much time on it, but I'll spend a decent enough time on it. So let's um, pull myself down here a little bit and get get the screen share going. Okay, cool. So, um, so here's Ray Dalio's all-weatherproof portfolio, right? It's really, really simple. Believe it or not, super, super simple. And you just keep adding onto it over time. Now, you do every year, by the way, have to rebalance right so one thing you can do is if you find that stocks are starting to overtake your portfolio maybe buy more bonds or maybe sell some stocks and then sell whatever stocks you have to make sure it goes back down to 30 percent and put it into bonds put it into uh, intermediate bonds gold and commodities now um i do believe uh one thing I the one thing I don't like about Ray's portfolio, which I do disagree with a little bit, is um well actually I do think when he did say long term bonds and inter intermediate bonds, um I think he did also say please make sure that you're exposing yourself to international bonds as well. So they're a little riskier, but you want to make sure you're exposed pretty equally when it comes to your bond allocation to U.S. bonds and. Uh, international bonds, whatever they may be, whether it be international companies, international. Uh, 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 government bonds, you know, like treasury bonds or bonds for other countries, blah, 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 you know, stuff like that. Can't think right now, Jesus. So as we look at the all weatherproof portfolio, this is just, just, I would recommend jotting this down. You guys take your notes. If you guys can, I'm going to give you guys a moment to get a notepad out because that's one of the reasons I do this show is to like legitimately um, educate people and keep people smart as fuck. And uh, hold on, I gotta check and make sure I got the right tags on here real quick. I, I always like to check my videos. By the way, here's if you want a little trick. Always check your tags. Now yeah, my tags look good. All right. Anyway, back to the show. <laughs> so, um, like I said, the most professional, almost unprof most professional, unprofessional person of all time. Um. So also, if you notice, uh, for the all-weather portfolio, so 30% of its uh, con the portfolio consists of stocks. This is another reason, by the way, just as a sidetrack note, um, make sure you have as many different brokerage accounts as possible because if you do want to try, 
if you're young enough, try different investing strategies, but keep them separated because you don't want one investment strategy interfering with the other, right? And you're young enough so you can basically just buy and hold whatever the fuck you want. Don't be reckless though, but experiment, experiment. It's always my recommendation. Even though, by the way, I'm not a financial advisor. Think of me as an idiot, even though I'm not. <laughs> um, uh, here's a better portfolio. Here's a better rendition of the all weather proof though. Um, this is an all weather sample proof portfolio. But anyway, seven percent in gold and eight percent in commodities, and then fifteen percent in U.S. short term bonds, and then U.S. stocks, and then U.S. long term bonds. I, one thing I don't like, and I do, I do disagree with Ray Dalio on this one. Um, I think you need to be exposed to some international stocks. I really not sorry, not international stocks. My bad. Um, Actually, you should be also exposed. So here's the thing. It, not only should you expose yourself to U.S. stocks, I think you should also expose yourself to the international ones as well, like the emerging markets and stuff. And we'll go over that as well. Like I said, the, Ray Dalio's portfolio is not the only one. But I do appreciate how he allocates to gold and commodities. Expo and by the way, if you're wondering, well, how the hell can I get gold on my brokerage account? You can actually get another index fund related to nothing but gold. And by the way, I would get the Vanguard ones. Vanguard is the most trustworthy, probably the most fiduciary one out there. So if I'm going to go with one single, if I'm going to go with one company that I want to be responsible for my index funds, it's definitely going to be Vanguard. They're the most responsible. Um, and also, by the way, the there is what's called, um, always look for this, expense ratios. It means that whatever you put in, they're using some of that money towards their expenses to run the firm, to run the fund. But these funds are very passive. They don't have a lot of people working on them. You know, they it's just brilliant, man. That's why I tell people index funds are the best. Because they're basically just buying stocks, holding them for the long term, and they're not selling them so you don't get taxed like crazy, right? So your taxes are low as shit. It's awesome. So I'm a big fan, and I think you will be too. Index funds allow you to uh, give you the ability to expose yourself to the broader market without paying gobs of money, and I, I love index funds. Um, if there's one thing I would live by, uh, if I want to live by one thing, it's index funds for sure. I'm all about that life. I believe in it wholeheartedly, so and I hope you guys do too. Um, let's see what else we got here. Um, okay, but enough of Ray Dalio's all-weather portfolio. It's, it's, it's a good one. Um, I just... Eh. Uh, it's good and I think it works and I know it doesn't because his exposure to commodities and gold is actually brilliant um, but it, it makes sense and let's see I don't want to rate Elio's soil weatherproof portfolio anymore I want asset allocation with index funds this is a good one so uh, this allows us to look at some different ones if I was to keep things extremely extremely simple though if you guys really want to know the truth, if you guys want the simplest form of asset allocation, by, by the way, uh, expose yourself to the total bond market. Um, international bonds would be a good idea too. Just the total bond market, total stock market would be great. Um, it's very tough. I'm very wishy-washy with a lot of this shit, but I, I do have a general idea of why I like some of these portfolios. One, it's, it's safety. It's a safety net. If one goes down, the other goes up kind of 
sort of thing. Now, most of these do go up over time. That's the point. It's an appreciated value over time, and that's why you want to do this. So allocating your assets across multiple types of markets gives you the advantage to massively diversify and keep yourself protected. Oh, here's one I do really like. Um, example, here's a diversified portfolio right here. We're just looking at different ones. Not all, you could try these. These might work. Um, so we got like 20% in bonds, 30% in foreign stocks, 35% in domestic stocks, like US stocks and stuff. Um, I think it's really stock heavy though. I'm not, a, I do admit though, if you want a portfolio for long term growth, though, you do want to be exposed to the total foreign stocks and the total, uh, you, by the way, index funds are available for total uh, international stock markets um, and emerging markets. It's incredible. And then there's like the total uh, domestic stock market, which is great. Uh, I still think for the US one, they'll go with SP 500. That's my personal opinion. But then again, Nothing wrong with going with the VTI, the V, like I said, the total stock market, which is fine. Um, twenty percent bonds is not bad. Here's where I, I don't agree with this. I like REITs, and I think eight percent is a little bit too low. REITs basically allow you to expose yourself to real estate in a sense. Now, if you're gonna go with REITs, make sure you're going with another index fund, an index fund that exposes you to all sorts of REITs, commercial, basically commercial real estate, uh, residential real estate, um, you name it, right? So eight percent, I feel is a little interesting. Um, seven percent though for precious metals. That's an interesting one. Um, like gold, basically, and silver. Um, I'm big on gold, so I think, in, honestly, it, here's the reason I would go for a gold index fund before I would go for uh, buying actual gold. So, okay. My philosophy is gold costs money to store, right? And do you really want to store gold in your apartment or your house? No, that's too risky. People, Somebody comes in and steals all your gold, even if you have it in a safe, there's a possibility. It's just too risky. So what do you do? Well, an index fund for gold actually is not bad, especially with one with a low expense ratio. You know what I mean? That's an exposure to gold. You may not have the gold in your hand, but it's an exposure and it's a protection. Remember, the only reason you create a diversified portfolio is one, to protect yourself, but also one, to expose yourself to the growth of the markets, the bond, bond markets, stock markets. I'm not in favor of the bond markets. I'm not a bond market guy, but I do understand the importance of having bonds in a portfolio. I don't prefer it. Um, I think most bonds, corporate bonds are shit. Um, U.S. treasuries are decent, but God damn it, man. I don't have a lot of faith in U.S. government anymore, man. I think we're going bankrupt faster than ever. So it's a tough one for me on, on this one, but a big fan. Um, yeah, so as far as asset allocation goes, I think we're on the right track, but, you know, it's tough to say. Okay, um, what else do we need to look at? Uh, Ranks Armstrong's ideal portfolio. Oh, here's another ideal portfolio. Let's take a look. Um, total international... This is interesting. So international, let's see, total international, short-term bond. 
I don't know what the hell kind of portfolio that is. Uh, I'm not going to bother looking into it. Uh, but you just got to keep it really simple. Um, here's one I kind of like: modern approach to asset allocation. I think it's good to keep cash on hand, honestly, because you can use that cash towards, you know, putting it down into one sector over the other. Um, I think being exposed to real estate for the total real estate market is brilliant because, look, if there is a crash in real estate, you want to take advantage of that wholeheartedly. You want to be exposed to as much real estate as you can, even if it's just through an index fund that exposes you to all that, all the real estate. Um, stocks, bonds, cash. I think that's great. I think it's pretty pretty good. Um, region, uh, so region allocation, let's see. Oh, allocating based off region. Um it's tough, man. I don't like a lot of these. Some of these portfolios, I just, I think are a little bit too. I mean, I do love Ray Dalio's. If I, if I'm going to recommend one that's simple, it's honestly just Ray Dalio. Uh, Ray Dalio is the creme de la creme. He's your best bet. You know, his, his, his he, I, I firmly believe and I trust in, I trust Ray. Ray Dalio is the best. Um, probably one of the smartest guys out there when it comes to. Uh, to what he's doing and i i have the utmost faith in this guy this guy is incredible i've watched a lot of his videos um a little robotic when he talks i'm not gonna lie he's kind of robotic but i'm a little robotic too i'm not gonna lie but um i appreciate everything he throws out there and he's one of my uh mentors one of my favorite guys and uh, i don't know what i do without ray man ray was a big part of um me loving asset allocation uh you know, so uh, if there's going to be one book uh, I could recommend that you guys read, um, it's going to be Tony Robbins, uh, Money Master the Game. Seriously, get a PDF of it. Um, find an audiobook on YouTube. They might have an audiobook on YouTube that somebody uh, decided to pirate or something. I don't know. Um, but seriously, get the book. I was lucky. <laughs> lucky guy. I got the book for dirt cheap at the Goodwill because um, I've been looking for the book. There's been a lot of Tony Robbins books that I was looking for that I managed to find at the Goodwill. And I bless my lucky stars because I love Tony. He's really one of the most incredible dudes. And the whole point of me doing this show, I was inspired by Tony Robbins' love of giving. That's the thing. I was also inspired by Ray Dalio's willingness to give away his secret formula, essentially. The all-weatherproof portfolio is not exactly what he does because he does use a lot of leveraging and stuff like that. Uh, leveraging is another topic for another day. But um, but he, if you if you were to asset, if you were to do asset allocation and just keep adding money to the pile over time, Ray Dalio's strategy really is your number one bet. And um, you could do this with any brokerage account, by the way. You can do Robinhood. You could do a public. Uh, you could do it with Webull, uh, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, any of those. If I'm missing any brokerage accounts, there's so many. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, t tons of ways to do this. And I think you're missing out on a real opportunity, you know. If you don't, you know what I mean? You, you don't want to miss out on any opportunities. You want to take advantage of all these opportunities out there. And this is a great way to do it. Index funds are your best bet to diversifying yourself to the overall markets in any way. And index funds through a brokerage account can do all of that for you. Um, so remember, look up the Vanguard ones. All right, the Vanguard, you just look at Vanguard on any brokerage account, you'll find all their different um, ETFs. Their ETF stands for Exchange Traded Fund, by the way. Um, this is the simplest way to get into it. And play long term, is all I ask. Don't 
freak out every time something goes down. Remember, if you go with the motto, cash is trash and assets are everything, you won't care if it goes up or down because you know that deep down, your cash that you have in your pocket, the cash you used, the assets are more valuable than the cash that's in your pocket. So know that and keep that in your mind. And anyway, sorry, I'm giving you guys a lecture. But thank you guys for taking the time. I appreciate it. Um, you guys... Seriously, I have so much fun doing these shows, and I really, really enjoy it. Um, I will keep you guys always updated. Make sure you guys are, uh, I want to make sure you guys are doing the right stuff. Don't do anything too dumb, you know? And believe me, when I first started investing, I did a lot of dumb shit, but it was learning. I had to admit, so it is okay to make mistakes, by the way. You know, don't put your life savings in. I never did that. Thank goodness. I was smart. I was always Jewish enough to know that. But what you need to do, seriously, I'm a Jewish guy. I'm a Jewish man. <laughs> I don't look very Jewish, but I am more than you know. Anyway, but point is, I just really want to help everybody. And I, I, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I'm a sincere guy. I always love getting rich, though. I love making lots of money. I like doing it ethically the best of my ability. You know, I like to, uh, the truth be told, the secret of living is giving. I just enjoy giving. I enjoy buying things for my, my girlfriend. I enjoy buying things for my family. I don't buy a lot for myself. If you look behind me, I mean, my kitchen's a little bit messy. whoop de doo I don't know much. I really don't. In, and it's great. I have my tools. You know, I think you should always have tools on hand just to let you know because you never know when you need tools. Tools make life easier. Technology functionality clearly i'm not an aesthetic person i've got no real things on my wall now my girlfriend did make me a little star trek puzzle very happy about that but love it so cool i'm putting it up in the bedroom here pretty soon i hope this has been educational for you guys like i said i i i love helping people and i also make this for any of my family members really this is more for my family if they're willing to listen you know i do this selfishly for my family and uh and and you know want to make sure everybody I care about is is thinking is, knows that this is the most important thing here it's not the money in your wallet that's most important it's here so if you're always eating right staying healthy and drinking a lot of water you're pretty much good and also get the tb12 method dude the guy's 44 and is playing a pretty tough position quarterback you know you get roughed up a bit so tom brady baby anyway all right, I'm going to keep it simple, keep it short. I will see you guys on the other side. I might do another. Now it's 12.52 at the time of this recording. So I'm going to lay down in bed. I'm going to read a book. Um, but yeah, Tony Robbins' Money Master of the Game is seriously an incredible book. And please do yourself a favor and read it. And if you can't find it at your local Goodwill or any used bookstore or anything, just order it online. I'm pretty sure it doesn't cost much at this point. It's an older book. And you can probably get a used copy of the book from Amazon at a very, very low price. So keep that in mind. Anyway, thank you guys for taking the time to view this video. And uh, you guys don't have to do any of that subscribe button. I'm not going to beg you for subscriptions. I'm not going to beg you for likes. In fact, uh, I'm just going to beg you for dislikes. <laughs> Um, but I do want you guys to just consider what I said and uh, be smart. And I'm going to whore this uh, video out. I'm going to whore this video out on Facebook because that's actually one Facebook group. is a, is a group. It's a really good way to um, whore out your content. So it's really nice. Anyway, later, guys. 